I love you. Hey, welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the facelessly owned, the stretchiest experiment on Earth. But today, Ooh. I'm a dragonborn. <laughs> Ooh, are yeah. you now? Yeah, I'm... Uh, I usually go elvish or half-elfish. I, I, I just jump all over the place. I'm usually the DM. To be fair, that's uh, true. But that today true. I am a silver dragonborn, so you know I, I'm cool. <laughs> Hell yeah, you're very cool. You're satanic. Am I reptile guy? Oh, yeah, I don't. No. I don't know that I'm satanic. I'm reading. <laughs> I'm reading the Mists of Avalon by a questionable lady named Marianne Zimmer Bradley. Uh, but I'm reading it because Mists of Avalon is a very interesting sounding book. It's yeah. the legend of King Arthur, but from the women's perspective. Oh, okay. Okay. And well, that sounds that sounds very interesting to me, but yeah, they just they just mentioned that um where I'm at, because I'm very early in the book, but they just mentioned that, you know, his name is Pendragon. Because uh, his flag had the image of the dragon. That was his family brand. Right. And she was, uh, it, it's very religious. It talks a lot about uh, Christianity taking over the pagan sure. religions at that sure. time. And yeah, apparently the dragon was a pagan I like symbol or whatever. Right, sure. It's very yeah. interesting stuff. That's why I just thought satanic. Long rant. Aside. I wonder if that is the one. <laughs> is this from like Ninway's perspective? Right now, it is from Arthur's mom, Egraine. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, but I do believe okay. I do believe it go like changes narratives or narrators. Oh, does it? I think so. It hasn't so far, but I believe you haven't it gotten will. that far yet. Okay. Yeah, well, like anyways, they had that show on Netflix called Cursed that was based off of something. And it was very much about these paladins seeking out the Fae, uh, who Ninwe was yes. a part of. And uh, it was very interesting. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to rewatch that now that you talked about that. I do think you would enjoy Miss of Avalon. I mean, it's Maybe just I'll check it out. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. Very interesting. Who doesn't like yeah. that? It's big. Yeah. It is a bulky boy. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll just play Dungeons and Dragons instead. So we're here to talk That's about... That's probably what'll happen. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Not just the game, but the movies. Yeah, guess what? If you yes. had forgotten when you were little babes, or almost 30 years ago anyways, uh, I guess it was... <laughs> Almost 25 years ago, to be fair. So, Dungeons and Dragons made a movie. It, oh, yeah. It didn't yeah. do that well. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had never heard about it. <laughs> I think I stumbled across it one day, like, when the streaming services were new. I think it was on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, oh, my God. And you had to rent it, and I was like, I can't believe this. And it was before, also, that I was into Dungeons & Dragons, so my, my perception of it was, I can't believe those nerds got a movie. <laughs> 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 now I am those nerds! Uh, I was such a nerd yeah, already. I was already reading the books, and I didn't even realize it. Somebody at school had to be like, hey, Blake, do you want to come play dungeons and dragons for us and i was like that's like super nerdy right and they're like i mean you read the books and i was like well what do you mean they're just books and they're like no dude those are dungeons and dragons books <laughs> and then i argued that it was less nerdy <laughs> oh that's fair i that's argued fair. that it was less nerdy because it's just books and they're like no dude it's totally more nerdy <laughs> Fucking reading nerd. <laughs> yeah, if you do read it, it's a little, it's definitely more nerdy. I did that with Star Wars, where I was, you know, when the movies were coming out, I was reading right. a lot of Star Wars books. Yeah, and then I was just like, man, why am I doing this? Like, I, I like that kind of shit, but yeah, I did not play Dungeons and Dragons. I I, I feel like I played something similar to it in high school, but I. Uh, I did not play Dungeons and Dragons until we were friends. Maybe so, Pathfinder. It might have been. Yeah. I'm not sure. I always thought it was Dungeons and Dragons, but then when I talked to those friends that I played it with, none of them were. They were all just like, "No, we didn't play Dungeons and Dragons. It was something like yada yada." And I was huh. like, "Oh, huh." 
could have well, sworn it was Dungeons and Dragons third edition, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this movie's about is the third edition. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, this one was definitely around the time of the third edition. Yeah, it it's something else. It's something else. So we're doing a sequel, uh, <laughs> SmackDown. Uh, no, sequel Smash. Jesus. Why do we do this yeah. for ourselves? Yeah, um, you, you decided upon that. Because initially, I was so so excited that I was finally getting to drag you back to the theaters to see yeah. Honor Among Thieves, the, the most recent Dungeons & Dragons movie. Yes. That yes. I think did pretty decently at the box office. Well, it deserves to, because I thought it was a pretty decent movie. But we'll get there. <laughs> that's true it almost made its money back it, it was made on a budget of 150 million and it, it so far earned 130.4 so it's it's almost done it maybe we can get a sequel maybe that'd be interesting probably not <laughs> <laughs> it depends i don't think it really needs it, it either it depends if the Dungeons and dragons like uh, popularity continues to rise that's what i wanted to say oh yeah yeah I think, you know, the Critical Role Gang's doing pretty decently with their, their TV show. I think that's helping oh, yeah. the yeah, both of them. Critical Role, the show, and, and the Legend of Vox Machina. Yeah, and soon, soon to the be Nine, The like, Mighty Nine, yeah. It's going to be good. I'm excited for that one. Uh, I really like the characters I'm, in that. I'm very excited for that one. <clears throat> I mean, that's the thing is, like, I really, I mean, not to make it about Critical Role, but, like, I really enjoy the Vox Machina crew. But even though I haven't watched all of the Mighty Nine shows, I really enjoyed the Mighty Nine way more. Like that, I don't know what yeah. it was. But. Well, they they were just cleaner to start as a production. I think that's a big. That's part true. Of it. That's true. Because by the time they were getting to the end, I, of, I think it's just uh, Fox Machina's run. They they really knew what they were doing by right. that time. But I mean, it's just like it's, it's funny though that I've watched all of the Vox Machina, but then I got tired of watching a five hour segmented show like yes. that. Yes, have about halfway through the Mighty Nine, so I never even finished the Mighty Nine. But I'm like, yep, that's my crew. They are so <laughs> fun. Are like, I mean, the Chaos Crew. Uh, that's what they just call like three of them together there's the mighty nine and the chaos crew and the chaos crew is very (laughs) apt for like them as a whole really but yeah we're not talking about critical role if you want to hear us talk about critical role we have two episodes on vox machina that you can check out (laughs) it's soon to be three because uh us talking us talking the 2000 dungeons and dragons movie that's going to be a pain, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to mm-hmm. blast through the We're synopsis real quick from what I remember. And, then, and okay. then once I finish that, you fill in what I've forgotten because there's, right. right. there's a lot. There's a lot that I try not forgotten. to interject. We watched this. When did we watch this? Like a week ago? week and a half ago? Yeah, it was a while ago. And if you can't tell, this episode is late. And that is because in theater, you got to work split shifts a lot. And uh, yeah, I had to do that. So, uh, and we just ran out of time beforehand to make this happen within our schedule. So we're sorry yeah, yeah. it's late, but yeah, we, we, it's been several weeks since we watched these movies, I think. Well, it feels that way because I did yeah. a week if you, of split shifts. If you want to fill the, the comment section with complaints, uh, you can do so, but we're going to ignore all complaints about the, this episode's lateness. Unless yeah. you go to patreon.com slash green and faceless and sign up. In which case, then we will take your complaints about this video's lateness very seriously. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we will. I might even put my two weeks in and just be like, split shifts? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, from what I remember of the 2000s film, there is a... a paltry little group they try to make their own little like you know D group that's kind of randomly thrown together uh again i tell you my memory of this movie is very vague uh <laughs> those people are ridley the rogue uh that's played right. by justin whalen and his uh his best friend snails also uh-huh. a rogue played by marlon wayans <laughs> from what i remember him from is the scream one and scream two as shorty so that you was that was scary fun. movie that was a good surprise yeah sorry yeah scary that- movie <laughs> i always yep yep you're right scary movies one and two very different movies but also very but also similar the movies. same yeah <laughs> <laughs> but also the same <laughs> uh 
But they're joined by Zoe. No, sorry, that's the actress. Marina Pretensa, a that's young right. mage, played by Zoe McClellan. Yeah. And Elwood, a dwarf fighter, played by Lee Arenberg. Elwood Gutworthy. <laughs> that's the part that makes it dwarfy. Can't forget that. I do. It doesn't even have a last name on on Wikipedia. On Wikipedia. It just says well, Elwood. <laughs> also, Ridley's last name on IMDb is um, Freeborn. Ooh. Freeborn. <laughs> Very milk toast. I like it. I like it. Does yeah. Does snails have a last name? Like nope. snails crawling? Not at all. <laughs> just snails. That's a setting. But we recognized, uh, I think you recognize Lee Ehrenberg as the guy from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. He's one of the two goofy pirates. Not the one whose eye always falls out, but the other one. The other one. The one that's Um, in love with the one that the eye falls out of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember their names at all. But that's all I remember them. It's like, I just remember them in the, when they're rowing across the the waters and they're both in dresses. And they're yelling yeah. at each other <laughs> wearing yeah. dresses. I love it. They're a uh, cute couple. Um, are they joined by anybody else? Norda? Norda, maybe? An elven ranger? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they Wilson. come in later. She, uh, she was going to be like... Uh, she was actually hunting Marina, but that all changes. Ah, that's okay. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I remember there is a uh, traitorous mage Profion played by yes. Jeremy Irons, which is another good surprise. Uh-huh. Um, he is the villain. He is looking for something to do with dragons, something to make help him control yes. dragons. I think. Yes. Okay. So the the Empress played by Empress Savina. That's this is right. All there's just an coming Empress. Back. Excuse me. She's not played by Empress Savina. That's her character. <laughs> um, she's played by Thora Birch, who uh, is also a director. It looks like she does uh, mostly Lifetime movies. She was also oh, in good. American Beauty and Monkey <laughs> Trouble. But I clicked oh, on her. Oh, I do think I remember her in American Beauty. I clicked on her for. She's in Hocus Pocus. Oh, okay. That, that yeah. Uh, she did that weird okay i clicked on their bio on imdb right so this is kind of a super strange side character okay so this is how it goes her her it's it doesn't make any sense really from monkey trouble to american beauty that's hollywood hokey pocus thora birch was born on thursday as in thursday march 11th 1982 in Los Angeles. Her father, Jack Birch, and mom, Carol <laughs> Connors, named her after the Thor's god Thor, Thora being the feminine, and the god of thunder. She has a younger brother named Bolt Birch. So I just wanted to... Oh, also she was in wow. one of the classic California Raisin commercials. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, but like that's her that's like, her bio on there is like as in Thursday. It's just so like I don't know, like everybody else's is like professional and clean. Let's let's read Lee's Ehrenberg's because I, I read his earlier's too. He uses a lot of uh adjectives. I was thinking with Thora they should just cast her as Lady Thor. Like <laughs> yeah, her whole, life, Portman her is whole life is surrounded by all this stuff. So yeah, I know. Just, you know, she's probably upset that she didn't get the Chris role. Hemsworth is most likely retiring. Just there you go. <laughs> so Lee Ehrenberg, this is his uh, bio. Lee Ehrenberg has a, the remarkable ability to morph himself into frightening aliens, twisted psychotherapists, lascivious entertainment executives i know i didn't say that right and even in between (laughs) most frequently referred to as a character (laughs) actor yeah exactly Ehrenberg maintains a flourishing acting career almost 20 years spanning television and this is an old bio because it's definitely been more like 30 years so that like is very professional and clean maybe a bit like wordy you know but yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's like, it just feels so out of left field for me. Okay, that's my super strange <laughs> side character. That's all I had to say, I guess. That's our that's our deep dive into them. <laughs> 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 I 
I don't really have much more summary after that. I just remember that they're fighting Jeremy Irons because he's a villain and he's trying to control dragons. And yeah. I know that snails gets killed. Spoilers, he but does. snails get killed, and that's when I really just stopped paying attention because that was the only character I enjoyed. <laughs> They're just so. interested in Marlon Wayans. Oh, uh, oh, it it also does have a cameo appearance by Doctor Who, Tom Baker. That's right. He plays he plays a Hal Halvarth the Elf. That's right. That's a hard one. He's uh, he's the elf. clearly a, a a cleric, and he heals somebody at the end. That's right. I yeah. do remember that now. Which uh, is funny. Oh, also because I think we very much don't recommend this movie unless you really want to goof on it. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, so, at the end, they do get a wish. And I believe they wish for Snails back. But, but like, you don't know what happens exactly. You don't... Marlon Way- Wayans doesn't actually come No, back. they visit... No! Here, I got the I got the last sentence of the Wikipedia loaded up. <laughs> Ridley later visits Snail's grave with Marina, Elwood, and Nora. When he places the Eye of the Dragon on the grave, that's what the guy was looking for, is the Eye of the Dragon. That's right. what control the dragons. Right. Anyways, when he, yeah, when he places that. the Eye of the Dragon on the grave, the ruby starts to glow and Snail's name disappears. The group is then transported away. Oh, that's right. Like, to open so, it up for, like, a sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> maybe that'll be maybe that'll be the sequel to Honor Amongst Thieves. It'll be bringing both of the crews back together again. <laughs> the search for snails. The search for snails. So... I wonder if Justin Whalen is still acting. Yeah, I have no idea. Mm. So, to, why do you look that up? Uh, it says years active, 1987 to 2009, so I guess so not. He quit. Well, that's too bad, I guess. We won't get a sequel to this. Um, so, Empress Savina, she has a staff that has an eye of a dragon in it. And it's for controlling gold dragons. So, gold dragons protect this uh government this this um this kingdom and this kingdom is run by mages and everybody else is second class citizens so at first uh ridley and snails don't really like uh marina because she's a mage anyhow he being profion profion wants to find a- another eye of the dragon so he can control the red dragons and he does eventually get that and there's this big really messy cgi dragon fight like a little bit over halfway through the film and yeah it's it's honestly really hard to pay attention to the movie at that point it's really painful it really is i'm still glad that we watched it to just Oh, it's an old versus new. That's what we decided. Maybe I don't know. It's not. Oh, they're that's not right. That is right. Other, yeah, really. No, they're not. So no. they could be. <laughs> just because they're both. If, in the if they make, lore. if they make, if they make the third yeah, one, if they just the make the snails. Chris Pine one exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the search for snails. If they do the that, then snails. we've got ourselves a sequel smash here. Otherwise, you're right. It is an old v new. Uh, there is a beholder in this movie. That's true. That is true. I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't remember that much. No, it was not a very big part of the plot, which seems like a mistake if they were going to do it, you know. Right? Yeah, they should go go ham on it. Yeah. yeah. Man, I forgot so, about that. Wow. Yeah, what's Duke these closing statements? I think we're closed on this. Yeah, one. I give it I give it a I'll be nice to it. I'll give it 2 stars. It's not absolute trash. As you said, you can enjoy it. There is some fun to be had. It is competent. Um, uh, so is it's it? like, I, I will be nice and give it two stars. <laughs> it, I mean, it feels like there's a lot cut out, but at the same time, it's like, it, what was its budget? Its budget was probably, it was, okay, it's $45 million. So it's like, you know, for 2000s, $45 million, like, I think they did a, you know, a, a okay job. Like, they made a movie. And it's not bad. You can enjoy some of it. They got uh, Tom Baker. I forgot. They also got Richard O'Brien. He plays. Um, he's the uh, the butler guy in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh right, that's um, right. He's he, like a, a thief lord uh, that they 
have to run through his maze, his death maze. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it seemed kind of <laughs> easy, right. actually. <laughs> it was pretty simple maze, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. He was like, I forget everything about that. But yeah, they got Tom Baker and Richard O'Brien. There was like, there was like legitimately five acts to this movie. It was so fucking long. Yeah. Even though it was uh, an hour and 48 it just felt so fucking long <laughs> yeah there's a moment where you brought out the computer and realized there was like an hour left or whatever it's like yeah. oh god okay <laughs> let's play Civ <laughs> <laughs> let's play something else Jesus <laughs> well okay I will say that we did forget one very valuable character to the plot and there actually is a sequel to this movie that we forgot to mention as well straight <laughs> to release dvd in the uk um so <laughs> womp womp. but the oh, uh, tying right, character this other guy yes, is a, yeah <laughs> the tying character now. is uh played by bruce payne it's blue lips damn mordar um <laughs> <laughs> Was his name really Blue Lips? No, it wasn't, but that's what you called him every single time he was on screen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's Blue Lips again. (laughs) So, there's Blue Lips. (laughs) So, I give this movie a face, I guess. It, like, it's farcical enough to be funny to watch i mean some of the characters that are like supposed to be like characters you care about they don't give any reason for them to be there they have no plot other than to be there and uh <laughs> this being mostly elwood uh gutworthy that he just is there literally so <laughs> bruce payne also should just be considered the main villain because jeremy irons is barely in this movie and it has to be the most buckwild performance I've ever seen from Jeremy Irons. It is crazy. He really did go for it, man. Yes. He really did. He really did. So if you're in it oh, for Jeremy Irons, just, just know screaming that. like crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's just, even in the first act, he's like screaming and nobody else is. <laughs> in fact, in fact, De Mordar is whispering. His his right hand person is just a whisper. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh, God. Uh, oh, so man. good yeah, times. It was good fun times. to watch. Uh, so if you want to be in a fun, goofy ride, I guess I recommend it for that. All right, let's take a yeah. soda pop break. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love you. Dungeons and dragons. Oh no. Here I was about to get lost in the porn, but then I found Dungeons and Dragons instead. <laughs> if you want to stop watching porn, pick up Dungeons and Dragons to get. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a horror scene. Mom walks in in the bedroom, and her kid's just like, oh, "No, mom, I swear it was just Dungeons and Dragons." <laughs> I swear it's just Dungeons and Dragons. She looks at the screen. Or the other way. No, mom, I was looking at porn. I swear, please. I swear. <laughs> It's just porn. It's just porn. It better be. It better not be that fucking role playing game. I hate that shit. <laughs> Socializing with your weird nerd oh. circle. Blake, as we dive into uh, our new here, mm-hmm. the Chris Pine Dungeons and Dragons, uh, yes. directed by John Goldstein, Jonathan Goldstein, and F- John Francis Daly. Who, uh, they did something recently. I was not expecting to really, like, love this movie when I went into it. I, I, did I love thought it, I will it would say be okay, yeah. I And I yeah. really enjoyed it. They were both the writers of The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Oh. As well as um, Spider-Man Homecoming. So, you know, they had, they had good and they had bad. Because it's just <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know... It, the Incredible Wonder Stone was fine. It was you know, okay. I, I remember not really... Yeah, I remember not liking it a lot, but it was okay. Yeah. Um, but Spider-Man Homecoming was pretty good. I can see that humor here. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. I think what... I think the pro- real problem with Burt Wonderstone 
is that you had both really big expressive actors together like they're playing the yeah. rival parts it, it it felt like maybe it should have worked because it's mag- magicians and magicians are all you know big expressive personalities but right. yeah having steve carell play opposite of jim carrey maybe was just a bit much <laughs> yeah yeah jim jim really went for it and steve he went for it but he had a different level of going for it then yes. which is still a you know Still incredible, you know, good. Steve Carell is a hilarious uh, comedian, right. Right. but Jim, yeah, they don't they don't juxtapose well. So that yeah, that fell yeah. a little off. Yeah, but no, yeah, I really didn't expect to enjoy this movie, and I walked out really laughing and have, having a really good time. Uh, so before we go into it, as a huge lover of D and D, which I mean, I love D and D. I love playing D and D. I bought the Doctor Who spinoff version when when they made it. I'm waiting for the book to show up. Because it's like I have a I have a good love for D and D, but you, uh, yes. dear friend, have an obsessive love it's, with D and D. It's, obs- <laughs> it's an obsession. I will accept that. That's for sure. How did uh, this movie? Uh, how did this movie treat your your love of this film so, or this of this area? It was so good. I thought like I it definitely captured yeah. the spirit of it one hundred percent, which I feel like right. they were going for that with the other movie but they let the world around it be too cheesy like this right. this world so when i dm you know i feel like my imagination is like super engaged the world is it's not real but i can picture it and i know that that's something that you aren't really capable of uh, having right. an actual physical image of what's going on. But for me, I'm like almost in the world and that might be kind of scary for some people to hear, but <laughs> well, it's, it's also, it also helped because like, you know, one, one big aspect of the game are maps. You know, you yeah. draw your own map, you, you draw the map the room that you're in, that kind of stuff. If you're about to have a fight and this movie did like, I believe at the like the opening credits when they're showing the names. I believe that was a map, or uh, they, do, they at least showed maps throughout. Yeah, the movie. I, I, I do believe it that. was a map of Fall Run. In fact, uh, I, I think you were sitting too far away for me to see, but I was like, "Oh, so it's in Fall Run or Far Rune. I'm not sure which one they say, but that's the world that the books that I read were in. So I, I read uh, R.A. Salvatore oh, yeah. or R.A. Ser- Salvatore, I'm not sure uh, which one, but The Legend, Legend right. of Drist, I read all 13 of those books. I own a couple more that he is a character in as well that I haven't read because I, I lost a little bit of interest once I got to undergrad. I'm also a very slow reader because <laughs> I, I'm dyslexic, but yeah. So I was I was like okay maybe I wonder what this might be based off of if it is I don't know if it's based off of any one thing however they did have a lot of lore in there that I recognized like uh, for example Edgin played by Chris Pine he is a part of the Harpers or at least he used to be and the Harpers is a secret quote unquote secret organization. That just kind of watches out, keeps information on people in case like things are building up to a bad point. Like they try to keep balance, uh, from my understanding. Mm. I'm not super versed in the lore because I like to make up my <laughs> own lore personally. Right. That is the more, that's where my fun has. You laugh because I definitely know more about it than you. <laughs> I, I felt that. <laughs> Let's get into this movie. I think it's great because of the budget, I'm sure, and because, you know, CGI and stuff like that is so much more improved. They were able to include more of the multitude of races that are in the D&D-verse. So I, yeah, that is yeah. one thing I really appreciated. Because, like, you know, it's it's pretty classic fantasy movie. They have one or two elves, a dwarf maybe... And then, and of course, mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings, you have the Hobbits. They even had you know, a, a Karakorum in this one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 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 Orok I think, is... That's yeah. what it is, yeah. And, uh, in fact... Well, I think... 
Uh, Edgen and Holga's uh, Hobo played by Michelle Rodriguez brilliantly, by the way. I love that character. They escape prison in the beginning of the movie with the help of Jonathan and Eric Chokra. That's right. That's yeah. who it was. I remember now. Yeah. I love that his name was Jonathan. Ara Aracokra. Yeah. yeah, it's Aracokra. Aracokra. So, you know, I, these are just things that I've yeah, read. They're, and, they're, you know, they're, they're just becoming... fucking made up. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, yeah, they're, they're one of my, uh, quickly becoming one of my favorite races to play. Uh, they're oh, just yeah, the bird people, is yes. basically what I refer to them as. Yeah. Which is probably racist. Uh, in, in the world, at <laughs> in least. In the if world, you were I'm sure person, it is. It probably would be racist. Yeah, it's like, okay, so what about the Kinku? What, what are they, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like my, my main characters are usually either gnomes or uh elvish or half elvish mm-hmm. mostly it's elvish because those are my so favorite far, uh it has been races to play right um i mean the gnome was just so fun but like i have to i have to establish that it's a garden gnome size it's not right. regular right. size gnome because you know regular size gnomes are bigger than what i want them to be uh-huh. Uh, I want the tiny They're, little guys. Yeah, I feel like and, the gnomes in this verse can be closer in size to the halflings than I'm used to thinking of the gnomes. Yeah. So in my world, which we call Valagorn, which there is a six-episode uh, season of the Adventures in Valagorn out there that you can check out, a, another podcast that we produced yes. that is set in uh, my world, Valagorn, and in that world... The gnomes can range from very tiny to almost halfway size. So, yeah. yeah. You had one named Hawkeye that we played yeah. with for a while. That was fun. Yeah, he was a little wizard. Yeah. A tiny little boy with lots of strength. <laughs> and, and amnesia. Magical strength. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Magical too. Yeah, amnesia. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Who I knows? Did we didn't actually get that far. <laughs> <laughs> But no, the the uh, I was saying that the Aarakocra though uh, I had forgotten about Jonathan how they use him. It's hilarious. Yeah, I fucking it's love their so use of, fucking of funny. The Aarakocra and they, this. it's one of their callbacks too. It's just so good. So look out for Jonathan. Jonathan, I just love that his name is. Jonathan I'm pretty sure too. it's just right. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's the opener too. I'm pretty sure, right? Because that's that's the very introduction we get to these characters. Well, it takes a a moment. Uh, because he isn't, he is late and, uh, to the, the trial and, and oh, the yeah, plan yeah. seems to be going But I meant like, right. I just meant that is the opening scene. Yeah, is, pretty much. Uh, is that the prison? You, know, you get this good hint. If I recall, they might've done like a, a Lord of the Rings backstory thing. I, I don't know, but Something, I don't think so. Maybe. Yeah. But you, you get the, you get this opening introduction to, I can't remember if his name, like you already said it, it's Edgen or Edgen? Edgen, but they just call him Edgen? Ed. It might be Edgen, I'm not okay. sure. But they call him Ed, so that's Yeah, I can't it. remember. That's Chris Pine. Yeah, he's a bard, and it's uh, it's beautiful. I actually really enjoyed Chris Pine in this, like his his bard character, you know, he, he has a joke later on where it's like somebody asks him, what exactly do you do for this group of people? And he's like, I make the plans. I make the plans. And, and it's just like, then what do you do in the, it's like, what do you do in the field when we're actually doing the plan? Well, if the plan were to fall apart, I would be there to make another plan. So you make plans that fail. You know, it's, it's good stuff. I, like, that's his character. Yeah, he is that it, kind it of a really leader. Is. And, uh, so yeah, they kind of drop the uh bard having magical abilities in this movie but it kind of brings yeah, a little bit a a little bit more rarity to the magic in this uh version of of D. but also I, i'm not sure like in the, in the literature i'm gonna call it literature i'm not sure i haven't <laughs> re- read any bard characters really that I can recall. So I don't know how they treat it in the literature. <laughs> in the game. So, yeah, you get the you get that opening where he is he is manipulative with his story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's trying to to coerce the court into giving him yes. and his mate, his friend, Holga. Holga. I thought yes. her name was Olga, but it's Holga. Yeah. Holga, Holga. Kilgore. I thought it was Helga, so there you go. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Played amazingly by Michelle Rodriguez. Yes. That's probably one of my favorite characters I she's played. So she's too. an amazing actor. It and, is uh, so good. Yeah, I, I love this character. I feel she's like so she's playing beefy. Vin Diesel. She, 
Yeah, she really was just reaching in deep for Dominic Toretto. Oh, it was good stuff, man. Family. Yeah, she really, she really bought, she bought, yeah, exactly. She bought the feeling of family. And she got ripped for this yes, role. She is she so, so kick ass in ripped. this movie. For sure. My God. I did not think I yeah, was she... going to like it at first. When she popped on the screen, because I thought she was going to be a mute character. I don't, I don't recall her having any lines lines in the trailer i don't really watch trailers that often right i That's thought fair. she was going to be a mute character for quite some time that just ate potatoes why that would be funny i didn't i thought it would get old yeah. um <laughs> but so i'm very right. happy that she wasn't a mute character and holga definitely is one of my favorite characters she's attracted to yeah she gets wings. one of the best emotional <laughs> story arcs too yeah she does yeah, she has an ex-husband. Yeah. That's a halfling. That's played by... <laughs> Surprisingly, that was played by Bradley Cooper, and it was really funny. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny when he showed up, because I was like... The, the the effects are good. Yeah. Like, you could tell that it's it's a, a shortening down. That's all they've right. done, is they've just taken somebody and and decreased their size on, on the computer, graphically. That's the right. word I'm looking for. But he's still sitting in So it's just like, it's, it's not, like, amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's it's good, though. It's, it's, like, not amazing, but it's good. And I love yeah. it. And it was so funny. But they are... Uh, and you find out in that opening story that he that Chris Pine tells, even though he's being manipulative, he's also telling the truth. They right. are looking for his daughter. He wants to get back to his daughter, Kira. They had their daughter not with them on this mission that they went in. They left the daughter. That's at right. Home. That's right. He's and separated. Yeah, he's separated, he's separated because he went to prison. But he did go on yes. a, a mission to rob from some mages or something. I don't fucking remember that part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they get caught. Uh, this includes the rest of their crew. Justice Smith playing Simon, a uh, not very <laughs> good sorcerer. Hugh Grant playing Forge, who is a charlatan. Yeah. And let's see, I passed Sophia, Sophina, played by Daisy Head, is a wizard. A wizard, Harry. That's correct. Yes. yes. A focus in necromancy. So, Ooh. when they finally get out of prison, we'll get past that part. Uh, when they finally get out of prison, <laughs> they get fi- get, find their way to i forget what city it is uh i think they were said boulder's gate which is one of the famous D ones but it, they might have just kept on mentioning it and went to a different one i can't remember what the town was oh where, neverwinter neverwinter thank you they get to neverwinter yes. which must be nice and uh they find that right. uh forge once again, played by Hugh Grant, if I didn't stress that enough. <laughs> uh, he has found himself as, like, the lord of this city. Uh, I don't remember the title exactly that they gave him. Just uh, Lord of Neverwinter. Lord of Neverwinter. So he gets the, yeah. he becomes this leader of the city with the help of Sophina and has adopted Kira as his daughter, basically. She's his ward. Did we mention Kira's played by Chloe Coleman? I don't think we have. It's Chloe Coleman. And when uh, <laughs> when Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez get there, Forge has put a lot of lies in Kira's head about uh, because he, he is a manipulator, for sure. Like, you can see <laughs> that both Edgin and Forge have this very good ability to lie, but Hugh Grant has absolutely no ethics about it whatsoever. <laughs> and Chris Pine is just kind of lost because he they fridged his wife. That is one complaint that I saw in the media. That is true. Yeah. Is that uh mm-hmm. you know they they bring in his wife's character just to kill her so that he could have motivation. And uh there is yep. uh a lot to say against that trope. So uh maybe that's not so good, but I mean it does sometime make for a good story i think but at the same time maybe there's a way around it i will say it's kind of interesting because uh chloe coleman who plays kira yeah she is adam driver's daughter in 65 that i watched recently uh if you're a patreon you you've heard that episode over on bangers and hash but what i didn't say on bangers and hash 
is daughter, you know, Chloe Coleman in 65, again, Adam Driver's daughter, she's pretty much just killed to give him the motivation. <laughs> so, like, yeah. she's not, I wouldn't say that one's fridging because they do a little bit more with her character and, and she ties in more to the story. So, okay. like, that one's okay. not technically fringing in 65. But this Maybe. one definitely is in, in this Dungeons one Dragons. definitely is. I don't even remember the wife's name. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> but the reason why Edgen is willing to go on this very risky mission that he gets caught on, as we know, is because there's something there that might revive his wife. That's there's that's the MacGuffin. So oh, yeah, it's right. two tropes. Yeah, it's yeah. two tropes in one. They they fridge his wife so that they can write this MacGuffin. However, D D is kind of built on tropes uh when you're playing at yeah. the table. So And MacGuffins. And MacGuffins. Yes, one hundred percent. Everything is a MacGuffin. <laughs> because you want <clears throat> that's an easy way to make an adventure. So maybe right. see people can see that as lazy. But however, the camaraderie and, uh, you know, mishap writing that goes on in this is very fun and clever, I think, and really speaks to yeah. what the game is. So I, I, I'm willing to look past those tropes. Yeah, I am too. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. And, and like, to, to help them get into the city once they discover what you know what's the what the goal becomes which is getting uh chris pine's daughter back yeah, from from forge yeah. uh yeah getting kira that's her name kira getting kira back from from forge as well as helping her realize that forge is not a good dad because yeah. in the in the times that uh, eggen's been gone forge has just been pouring lies into her ears so that she's come to believe that he is a good father you know a I father believe- figure I believe they even had the the trope of I wrote to you every day, but Hugh Grant was throwing the letters. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I think they did that too. Yeah, and it's just like you know, it's a, it's it's a story that works. You know, yes. that's all it really had to be because they're focusing on the adventure. Um, but to help them to help them get into the city to foil Forge's plan to get the the resurrection thing, and to also get you know his daughter free. Uh, they also bring in the help of a a, a druid. They're a druid. They're a tiefling druid. Yes. So, and like classically, all the tieflings are red. More recently, they've been like, but they could be different colors. They don't have to be red. Uh, they just have fiendish blood, fiendish ancestry. Uh, but in this, uh, Sophia uh, Lillis just has pointed ears and horns which i'm not upset again about it i'm not upset yeah. about it but like I, I was just like i was like that's a tiefling in this um, like i perhaps, was like that's not what i thought tieflings look like perhaps sophia is has an allergy to makeups and uh you know maybe but you know with how they, they might not just want to have, they have, have like, done it really good puppet uh, uh probably with motion animation assistance uh, Dragonborns and the Eric Chokra. They they did a really good job with the more bestial looking um, <clears throat> races. So I I felt like like yeah. it was kind of like okay I guess they're just gonna ignore that part. Um, but you know a person with horns in this world this D and D world is enough for to get persecuted against. And that's yeah. all it really needed. It to just be, I yeah, I was just like shocked because when like when they said she was a tiefling, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, right. I, didn't, I was not expecting it. But Sophia Lillis, I do like her. Yeah, uh, there so. she is the uh, the it girl. That's what I always call her, Beverly Marsh in, in it part one. Um, oh, oh, right. I forgot <laughs> she was in that redhead girl. Uh, she yeah. was also in. Um, don't remember what it's called exactly. I think it might be called. I, I don't think I can handle this or something like that. I don't know. It's it's a teenager superpower movie. I am not okay with this. It's not a movie. It's a series. I'm not okay with this. Uh, she has some psychic abilities that she really can't control, and it's it's very interesting. Uh, I I highly recommend that. I've never very seen it, but yeah, uh, she has a, uh, a Doric the the tiefling druid that she plays uh, had a one one date 
with Simon, our, our sorcerer, played by Justice Smith, yeah. as you mentioned already. I forgot almost. <laughs> yeah. And Simon is still kind of interested in Doric. Uh, he still he still yeah. wants to pursue a relationship or a friendship at the very least. Um, and at the same time, they, he wants to impress her because... I love how they call uh, talked about it, though. He said, yeah. I... I yeah, it's... I failed to court her or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> when he it's was very, like going yeah. to introduce Edgin to them. Oh man. So funny. Yeah. It's very like lazy old timey writing. Like yes. it's like I'm not gonna say that the dialogue is always pristine, but it's it's funny. It's really well handled, it's especially funny. by the actors and their chemistry together. It really did work. Mm-hmm. They they really did feel like a D and D band. You know, like a, a group of, of just slapstick, ridiculous people brought together to, you know, to do epic adventures. And uh, I, I enjoyed uh, Simon and Doric, uh, Justice Smith and, and Sophia Lewis. Yes. I think they were a really fun pairing that because, right. again, he's he's a sorcerer. He's trying to, you know, prove not only to everybody else, but also to himself that he is a good sorcerer. Yes. He comes from I a line of great sorcerers, so he should be a, f- a great sorcerer. He should, yeah. I <laughs> suck at a so tuning, <laughs> which I thought was really funny because in the game, well, at least in the, in our, the version we're uh, familiar with, all you have to do is, like, basically sleep with the item and you're attuned to it. it really i thought about it i thought about that though and you know like matt matt mercer and and critical role he's done similar things where you know like uh specifically from the legend of vox machina with grog and and uh crimson edge that the sword he has it's not technically an issue with the tuning craven's that's because it's not an issue with the tuning but it's Exactly. Yeah, there, there. It does like you know have its effects, you know, and it's like it, it kind of felt like they just used the wrong wording, but that's kind of how right. it felt to me. If, was that he he had this item, but he couldn't properly use it until he properly understood right, it. Right. You know, it's just like there was a story element to the item itself that it I really, really liked. Was. You know, and I was it like, was this really is good. Fun. Like, it was really good, even though it too was a trope. Yes, yes, it definitely. Is. <laughs> Um, it was the second MacGuffin, maybe even the third. <laughs> so, Each player gets their own. Yeah, they, which is, you know, very D&D as well. So this, when he's attuning to this, though, uh, it, it might be more accurate if you were just going to talk about the rules to call that helmet uh, an artifact because it had hmm. some extra requirements slash uh extra things that happened when the helmet was used so that's what i have to say Did you hear that chris mckay and, and no, they, michael you know, julio it's okay they had to and... simplify it. they had to write it for people who didn't read the rules okay <laughs> we're such nerds. that was another funny thing is it's uh uh it's the story came from chris mckay um who did the lego batman movie oh, that's um, so it's like all that all that humor is kind of like he didn't write it but he just had right. it was his story idea i guess so it's just like that, that's all kind of just like you you see all of that humor coming together pretty freaking well in this movie yes um so i i we have to mention zinc i think that's how you say his name it's it's x-e-n-k that's uh, oh that's right yeah. Yes. Reggae Jean Page. I'm I'm not sure how to say that his first part of his name. I don't yeah. Know. It's hard. I I don't know how to say it right either. You were brilliant as this paladin who had so absolutely good. no God, humor, I loved him. and it was the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. It, whenever he was on screen, he was just the the absolute focus because he was so fucking golden. So like. Funny, so powerful too. Like compared to the rest of the companions, oh yeah, 
Well, maybe Doric. Doric is very powerful. Uh, they give a lot of power to the wild shape. Like, she's able to shape into Owlbear, which that was fun. Yes. I, I, I love yeah, the way that cool. they ignored the rules of the game to make it more fun. Which, you know, the, the Legend of Vox Machina kind of does, too. Right. Like, I mean, the stuff that goes on actually happened in the campaign. But, like, they do, they do some pretty awesome stunts right. that, you know... To make the make the visual fight a lot more appealing, yeah. yeah. So it's like it's it's totally fair, and, and like I really did enjoy it. Like I don't know what else to say about this. I guess we have to talk about the Red Wizards. Yeah, um, this does they're include the, they're the, the main plot. They really are the main villain. Like uh, Forge is kind of the the red herring character i guess he is working for them for power and money he knows that they're gonna try to like bring back this really bad vecna like character can't remember the (laughs) character's name yeah it's definitely full of tropes if i'm gonna get into closing statements It, it it makes fun of itself so it's a little meta it's just i love it i I don't know what to say i really enjoyed it it's a face and a half movie even though it's very very silly it it knew what it was and the cast was perfect for it yeah i i they did everything that jeremy irons could have done for the other movie (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's so true no, I agree. I agree with everything. Like, I, I enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed the the story, even though it's full of tropes. As you said, it knew what it was. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to give it a four stars because, you know, I think it could have been better. But right. I don't really have notes on how it could have been better because I had a damn good time. You know, I'm going to give it three and a half. Highly recommend it. It's currently in my top five still. It's, it's It booted out some, some of the lingering bad yeah. stuff that, you know, I haven't watched enough movies to... <laughs> To fully make the top five all fun, no chum. <laughs> no chum. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> uh, I did it, Dad. <laughs> you did it. I made a rhyme. Not really, but that's okay, so I, <laughs> I did a rhyme. It's fine. It's close. It's close. So, no, get out there. Get out there and watch it. It's still in theaters. Uh, I'm sure you can watch it streaming within like two weeks. You know, times have changed. I don't know how yeah. long it's going to take to it, get into it streaming, might be but it'll be there. Now. It feels like it was so long ago that we watched this. I doubt it. It really feels like it was I know, so right? long ago. I wanted to record like basically the day after, but we were going to do two recordings in one day, and it, I just didn't have it in me. And then there was no time. Well, I think what really happened was we were going to do the two recordings, but then you're like, do you want to do an old V new and talk the old one as well? Well, no, because <laughs> oh, was that what one. happened? Okay, okay, that could have been what happened. But I, I think it was worth it to just say what show what they have done with this IP. That's fair. Yeah. If you, you want us to watch the sequel there. to complete oh this God. Dungeons and Dragons, we'd have to like special order it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you'd have to you'd have to become a patron if you really want us That's to right. uh, to listen to that. You have to become a patron, and you have to to suggest it for the uh, the potato pick. That's the only way we'll be watching it because it might be expensive. So it might. That's be. on you. Get out there to <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/GreenandFaceless if you want that badly enough. Oh God. <laughs> well, I think that's been the show. We've done it twice. <laughs> We're gonna get so many people to sign up. We did it. Oh. Oh boy. Yep, that's been the show. Thanks for tuning in. Always love y'all. Uh, I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. Or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.